What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Ray Loves Movies. My name is Ray Taylor. This episode, I am discussing my thoughts on the movie The Shape of Water. Coming at you. 2017. Directed by Guillermo del Toro. Um, very visionary director. Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Steve Bur- Tim Burton. Not Steve Burton, not his brother. Um, but Tim Burton, he has a very, like, kind of uh, whimsical, kind of whimsical yet dark style, I guess. I don't know if whimsical is the, the right word. Um, but it's definitely Tim Burton-esque. Uh, but I prefer his look to Tim Burton only because I'm completely exhausted with Tim Burton stuff. Tim Burton, I don't think, has really the range in his style that Guillermo does. Um, I'm not the hugest Guillermo fan. Uh, don't have any desire to watch Hellboy. Uh, Pacific Rim was horrible. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth was okay. I, I didn't mind that. Um, let's see what else. Uh, boom. Let's see here. So he's done Shape of Water, Troll Hunters, TV show. Uh, Strain TV show. These are all producer credits. Where's his director credits? Writer. Jesus. Director. Shape of Water. Troll Hunter. Uh, Crimson Peak. Don't know. The Strain. Haven't seen the show. Uh, Silent Hill 10. Video game. Haven't played video games in forever. Pacific Rim 2013, did not care for. Hellboy 2, don't have any desire to watch. Pan's Labyrinth 2006, not not bad. Uh, Hellboy, the first one, 2004, don't give a shit. Uh, Blade 2, horrible movie of rubber people. Uh, That's just horrible. Um, Devil's Backbone, Mimic, I remember that one. That was pretty good. Um, So he definitely came into his style. Uh, especially with Pan's Labyrinth is the one that really uh, kind of is the movie that I think of when I think of Guillermo, if I had to pick a movie. Uh, But yeah, so Shape of Water came out. Um, It's getting a lot of good praise. And I wanted to go see it. It wasn't, it's not playing in all the theaters, so I had to go. There's only... a few theaters in the valley that are playing it. Uh, so I was able to go see it finally at one of those theaters. And I enjoyed it. It's a very... Let me read the IMDb synopsis here before I get into my synopsis of it. In a 1960s research facility, Elisa, a mute janitor, forms a relationship with a mysterious aquatic creature. Uh, which is what it's about. So you're following Elise... Is it Elise and her friend? Mostly Elise. Uh, Elisa or Eliza. I don't know. Uh, So it's got Sally Hawkins playing Eliza. Uh, You got Octavia Spencer playing Zelda Fuller, her co-worker slash friend. Michael Shannon plays her boss, the head of the research facility. Um, Doug Jones plays the... Preacher, Richard Jenkins plays her friend, her neighbor. Uh, I love this movie. I, it's very like very room. It's 
like very romantic in the uh you know i like the the style it i i haven't watched a lot of french films but for whatever reason it like made me feel like i'm watching maybe like amelie or something like that or children of men but not as not as crazy as children of not children of men uh whatever that one was called where it was a french film and it was kind of had a weird aesthetic to it um but yeah i loved it, it was very much of like the like a sci-fi film of back then but made today had very much the sensibility of the films back then um the character herself the lead character herself is very much into like she watches musicals and like the uh like all those movies of the time where there was a lot of singing and dancing in the movies not necessarily a musical film but there's elements of it in in the those older movies uh she lives above an old theater so like the aesthetic of the movie i loved the the characters and how they're set up like there's a a dream sequence at the very beginning where we're in her apartment she's sleeping on the couch and everything is floating in water like her whole apartment was flooded and that was kind of the scene to bring you into the the beginning of the story not a whole i mean it's a, the main character is mute like it says even though there is kind of a fantastical moment in the uh, movie where she does uh, speak, sing. Um, But yeah, so she's working as a janitor with her friend, or, you know, she's got friends, co-workers or friend. Uh, She works as a janitor in this research facility, and this creature gets brought in, and, you know, she's curious about it. She slowly forms a bond, seen it many times, Beauty and the Beast kind of stuff. And she ends up finding this attraction to this thing. She falls in love with it. Um, so it's it's ki- it's very much like this super unconventional in a way. I mean, you have movies like Beauty and the Beast, which is basically uh, like a bestiality love story in a lot of ways. You got... You got like Little Mermaid, where this half human, half fish, you know, tries to find love. So this movie is very much in that kind of vein: love story, human, non-human. Uh, the non-human is very much a sci-fi alien kind of aquatic alien creature. Um, but it's it's so well done. It's so there's like like I say, there's a lot of heart in this movie. Um, I loved all the characters. They all had their flaws. They all kind of grow. They all, you know, have a purpose in the movie. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, despite it being like really like you know high concept kind of a thing. Um, Michael Shannon plays a great villain in this, uh, and there's a there's kind of a thing with his fingers throughout the movie that I found to be there's a scene towards the end that was like like I'm cringing in my in my seat watching this like I'm so in this movie and it's kind of like a noir kind of feel to it even though there's no real like investigation it's very much like this love story thing and then kind of a heist movie it turns into in a way because she tries to break it out uh, to free it because, you know, they, they took it in to uh, test this creature uh, for government reasons, for 
for uh, military reasons. They want to use uh, use what they can find that this creature, these abilities this creature has uh, for soldiers. And then meanwhile, the Russians are trying to uh, not allow the United States to do it. Um, so everybody has kind of their own uh, their own agenda with this uh, creature. And of course, the main character, it's a much more simple, more basic, just uh, a love, you know, her love for this uh, unconventional kind of, uh, uh, you know, outcast in a way, uh, like she is. And it's great. You know, you got your main character who's who's mute. So there's, you know, sign language, the way they handle, you know, mixing the sign language with having other characters saying what she's saying. And uh, yeah, visually, I mean, Guillermo, that's the thing with uh, Pacific Rim, like visually, I thought it was well done. Like the scenes, the fight scenes with the robots and the monsters, that was cool. But the the story with Pacific Rim where like two people have to be in control of this monster but their minds have to sync up and oh the the whole premise for the first one is there's a you know a love interest that goes bad and they can't sync up uh so that the the story of the first one it just I just didn't give a f- I was like this is so stupid like you design something where it requires two people to uh to control this thing but then you put two people together that would have potentially have like a a conflict of interest you know being being attracted to each other um so yeah so visually i enjoy his style very much pan's labyrinth uh is even more of an extreme kind of a surreal kind of look at uh the characters i love his characters that he has um the the sea monster in this i thought looked amazing there was a there's scenes with uh, bioluminescence that the creature lets out uh, with kind of his superpowers, his secret powers that he has, um, which they never really dipped into too much because it really is more of a, like an unconventional love story, uh, like a, a Romeo and Juliet, if you were. Wrong side of the tracks. One lives underwater, the other lives above water. Um, you know, and then... It's uh I don't know there's there's scenes there's love scenes in it that you wouldn't expect to be pulled off as well as they are. I wouldn't have expected it. Um Yeah, it's just I thought it was really well done. Uh there's nothing really in the movie that I can think of that you know nitpicky stuff or stuff that I didn't like. Uh I liked all of the acting. I thought the acting was great, the writing was great. I didn't really there wasn't really any part of it where I thought was useless, you know, um, or places where I wish they had gone. I just thought I thought it wrapped up nicely. Uh, yeah, which, you know, sometimes movies fall apart, especially with like a high concept kind of a thing. They kind of fall apart towards the end. Um, but I think this one, because it, it did have like kind of that feel of just kind of your basic love story but set in a very unbasic kind of setting. You know, um, her friend that, you know, her janitorial friend I thought was great. 
you know, she they they show her relationship with her, also her relationship with her husband, which I, you know, enjoyed the scene where where you do get to go into her life a little bit and see and see uh how that plays out. And it's just, you know, when shit goes down, who are your real friends? Who are the people that are going to help you break out your true love from a science facility? Potentially true love, you know? But yeah, and it's, you know, it's got its ridiculous moments. Like there's a scene where they fill a bathroom up with water. But I don't, like I bought it. I, I thought it was still well done. It's still just the way they did it. It was like, okay, I'm in it. Like I understand where what universe this movie lives to where these things can be that are kind of necessary to to you know for for these scenes for these moments and i really enjoyed it i don't know like i don't really know what else to say it's like i could see maybe people not liking it because it's it's more of a a simple love story maybe they i you know i don't remember seeing a whole lot of marketing for it i just remember the poster looked beautiful I think I may have seen a trailer for it that looked great. Um, but with Del Toro, I'm very, you know, I'm I'm hesitant to go watch his stuff. Uh, but with the good the good ratings and reviews this one got, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets nominated for some stuff. I could see the fact that there's a monster, quote unquote, a creature being the the other side of the love interest that's not super uh humanized you know i mean it kind of has the overall built structure of a human being but that's about it you know like you have the pecs and the abs and the two arms and two legs but it's very much an aquatic kind of a creature so yeah like i could see that being like the thing where maybe the academy's like i don't know although there are people clamoring for wonder woman to be nominated just because there's a female director it's like, I'm all for nominating female directors. Thankfully, more female directors are having the ability to direct more. But at no point do I think Wonder Woman was has any business being a movie nominated for an Academy Award. Like, maybe costume design, visual effects, sound but not writing, not acting, not directing. There's nothing special about any of that shit. There's problems all over the place with it, you know, versus, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of other female-directed films that came out this past year that were actually good films, and they don't have to be like... Like, it's a political... I would think it's it would be political as fuck if the the woman who directed Wonder Woman got, like a nomination for best director or best film like that would be the most political because like you want to take like the worst of the female directed movies but because it was a big budget comic book movie you know i could see them doing something like that just for promotional you know the studio would get behind it warner brothers would get behind it because they just put out dog shit especially with their comic book movies are just horrible um but yeah, so I'm all f- I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I don't know how I got there, but I could see I could see potentially. I don't know all the movies that are going to be nominated for the awards this year. I haven't really looked at uh, the Golden Globe nominations. I think those are out. Um, but I would like to see try and see like it f- for me. Like 
I'm still going to do a best of uh, 2017, my top, probably top 10 movies of the year. I'm going to try and do that uh, beginning of next year. But, uh, like, first thing, uh, hopefully beginning of January, so a week or two. Uh, but overall, like, probably my favorite movie of the year is going to be Baby Driver, I would imagine. But as far as something that I could see being nominated for an Academy Award that I would agree with, like, I could see this being nominated for sure. I could see with acting, best actress, I could see her getting nominated, even though, like, it wasn't a speaking role, the fact that she did like 99% of this movie uh, with sign language and just, you know, body language and, and facial, facial language. Um, I could see based on that, her getting a nod. I could see best director. I could see best film potentially, you know, makeup, costume, you know, maybe not costume, but makeup, you know, I could see, I could see a lot of things getting nominated for this, but I, I would say for me, best film, nomination best film best like work of film aside from baby driver which i don't think would even get nominated um and aside from big sick which seems to be getting snubbed uh i would love i i so far i think three billboards outside of ebbing missouri um just overall as a as a full film especially francis mcdormand's performance uh i could see that getting nominated but um this one I enjoyed a lot. I would highly recommend going out to see it if it's in your th theater. It's not necessary. It's not like a visual spectacle, like an action movie. If a fucking you know a Star Wars or or a, a you know Marvel movie, it's not going to be big explosions and action set pieces. Although there are some you know there are some moments, but nothing, no real actiony moments. But it is still a beautiful film to see on the big screen. And I would highly recommend supporting it just because it's not the big blockbuster wide release. It is very much of a, you're not seeing these kinds of movies being made. The closest thing to this you're seeing being made in like big budget blockbuster stuff is all the Disney live action remakes like Beauty and the Beast. Like that's a high concept human and creature, you know, love story. That's that's the you're not going to see an original story. I don't know if this came from a book or not. I'm assuming it's an original screenplay. Um, I mean, it could easily be based off of a lot of different kind of love story kind of a things. But I fucking enjoyed it. I thought the uh, head lead lead actress uh, Sally Hawkins was a maze. Uh, Blue Jasmine. I have not seen that yet. Which is she's in. Uh, Paddington 2, blah, 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 blah. I bet she's been in some stuff that I just haven't seen. But I thought she was amazing. I thought the movie was great. So go out and see it. Um, that's it for my review of Shape of Water. I don't really know what else to say. Like, her, her friend, her neighbor, he's like an artist doing graphic design work by hand back when back when people were hand-painting, like, advertisements and stuff. Um, and he has his own kind of love that he he makes an attempt for. And then, you know, maybe he gets rejected, maybe he doesn't. But that that ultimately leads to him helping her with her. Like, it's a very, it's a very touching, sweet movie. I enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. I don't know if I'd run it out and watch it again like Baby Driver. I just throw it on all the time. But I wouldn't like if I was gonna like if I was going on a date, good date movie. I would say good date movie. For sure. Yeah. For sure, good date movie. Um so yeah, go watch Shape of Water. Go do it. Probably my favorite, my favorite Guillermo del Toro movie by far. By far my favorite Guillermo del Toro movie. Um and I am not looking forward to Pacific Rim 2 at all. Unless I hear good things, I might watch it, but I'm not looking forward to it at all. Uh, so that's it. That's this episode of Ray Loves Movies. You can follow me on Twitter. And that's where you can recommend movies that I should go see. Sometimes, sometimes I put up polls uh, so I can ask, ask my followers what they think I should watch. Um, and sometimes I listen to it. Actually, I usually listen to it, but then... You know, I end up watching everything anyway. I try to watch everything anyway because I do love movies. Uh, I'm going to start doing another segment, hopefully, called, or, you know, spinoff or whatever, uh, Ray Loves Docs. Because I want to, there's documentaries that I've been watching that I want to start reviewing. And then I'll probably do another one like Ray Loves TV or Ray Loves Shows. Maybe do Ray Loves Shows uh, for just shows that I've been watching on Netflix that aren't necessarily movies. They're all going to be on this same feed. Uh, but, you know, the, it is what it is. Be, get ready for that shit. But you can, if there's something that you're looking forward to or that's out right now that maybe I haven't mentioned or I haven't reviewed yet, you can hit me up on Twitter, at Ray Taylor. Um, I do artwork that I release daily on my Instagram feed, which is also at Ray Taylor. Uh, and that's The Many Faces. It's an ongoing ink-on-paper abstract portrait series. I release new new piece every day on my Instagram feed, and uh, you can follow me there. You can purchase the artwork if you choose to over my website, inspireddisorder.com. That is how I pay to live, by selling artwork, by doing artwork for people, by doing these things, um, and then maybe, you know, some views and stuff in the future will uh, end up paying off in some way if YouTube doesn't. I mean, with net neutrality, who knows what's going to happen as far as uh, the Internet. But for now, this has been my review of, uh, I was going to say Lady in the Water. Mm, different movie, not quite as good. Didn't quite hit the mark with that one. Uh, the Shape of Water. Yeah, that's it. I think that's it. Ray Taylor, Twitter, Instagram, Inspired Disorder. Oh, if you want to donate, uh, like if you're not into my artwork, you're not, you know, looking to buy stuff or whatever, whatever, uh, but you do want to donate to the show, you can do that over at Patreon, uh, dot com slash Inspired Disorder. Uh, it's a monthly donation site, similar to Kickstarter, but monthly. All I ask is that you donate $1 a month. That's $12 a year. Uh, if you want to donate more, there are perks uh, but $1 is all I'm asking, and uh, it would be very much appreciated uh, because every dollar counts and helps me continue to do these uh, YouTube videos, podcasts, my artwork, survive, thrive, live, learn, all of those things. Uh, so that's it. Raylo's Movies out. Coming up next, Jumanji, the remake. Till then, have a great week. Peace out, bitches! You did it, man. Let's hear it for Ray, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>